It's that coming up from the bottom. Day one, dollar zero type shit. The only thing I'm ducking is the graveyard. Really with the shit y'all niggas play hard. I made it to a Brussels selling eight bars. I came up from nothing, I could never take a day y'all. The only thing I'm ducking is the graveyard. Really with the shit y'all niggas play hard. I made it to a Brussels selling eight bars. I came up from nothing, I could never take a day y'all. Turn your baby mama crib into a stash spot And we moving more aggressive than the last shot Hieroglyphics and black Jesus was my backdrop My daddy was a player in the 80s selling crack rock What's up, buddy? Appreciate you playing that longer Yeah, man, we're getting it down, we're getting it down It gets me in the right mindset, right? Like if, if I'm not staying focused on making my baby mama's a stash house <laughs> You know just stay on Goals, point. Man. I know it's the grind. That's just so cool, bro. One dollar zero right there, bro. Oh man, he's he's cool. I appreciate him making that intro and like it is fun because like he talks about death, but the before dishonor and like mm-hmm. some real cool shit. But then he's got his own stuff in there, and um, I appreciate that he did. Like we make jokes, right? Like um, man, the N words and Black Jesus are so fitting for two bald white dudes on yeah, a podcast. It but it is because it's like you know as much as he spoke about some stuff that is toward us. He also had his, some of his in there, and, like, the whole intro was about him mm-hmm. and promoting him and just being proud of him and, like, his success and um, just being appreciative that he made that. But I didn't want it to, like, every time it played, I didn't want it to, like, make me think of me. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of, like, Hash and, like, just his different songs dude, and other, shit. Other like, day yeah. one dollar zero shit, man. And, dude, yeah. he's such a cool guy, man. Like, he, uh, he his freaking story, dude, one day we should have him back on the podcast, yep. but just talking about, just his, just him, you we'll know. Yeah, he's no, we a, should just like he's just a good guy. When, we, when we started training together, dude, it was um, yeah, I'd never met a person like him, dude. It was just real good, really, super really peaceful. Man. Been to prison, but like peaceful guy and like um, really interesting. And I met, I remember meeting him, and the circumstances I met him under was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Borderline, yeah, yeah. we'll call it borderline illegal. <laughs> We're not gonna go too too off the grid with that, but I will say, I'm in the back of the car. Yep. And he, like, turns around and was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, hey, I'm Eli's buddy. You used to be a cop. And he's like, cool. <laughs> and he knew I was being fucking funny. Well, he knew yeah. I was telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. But he knew I was saying that to be funny because of the situation we were all meeting yeah. each other yeah. in. Yeah. And um, he was like, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> I was like, cool, bro. Like, and it's cool, man, because, you know, man, he's he's been on one side of the fence with some things. And I grew up on a certain side of the fence not saying that I like I, I can understand everything about about life or anything like that, but like he's had experiences on one side of the fence with the law. <clears throat> I clearly have a different I've been I was on the different side of the fence with the law. But the unwritten rules and like just the laws of the game and how that cat and mouse game plays out, he gets it. Yeah. And I get it. Well, so many similarities. Yeah. Opposites, but the same. Super opposites because it's not like he's vouching for everybody on his side of the fence. And it's not mm-hmm. like I'm vouching for every guy mm-hmm. on my side of the fence. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's interesting getting around <clears throat> a guy like that that just gets it. And like that'll be fun to open up some conversation toward that. And yeah, yeah. We had him on before when mm-hmm. we did um, Cop and X Con. X Con, X Cop. Yeah, that was X, cool. that's right. X Con, X Cop. Yeah. That was super cool. But it didn't really allow him to say his story and just come in here mm-hmm. and, and chill with us and, and have a good time. So we'll definitely, we'll definitely have to do that. So shout out to Hash. He's just yeah. a cool cat. But <laughs> I do like it, man. Like, I like that flavor of music. I'm a big, 
<clears throat> you know, I'm a big country fan. Yeah. I love country music, but I'm very atmospheric with music. Like if I take my son on a in the truck, go for a drive, I've got country music on, he's got his little cowboy hat on and I got a ball cap on and you know, like country music reminds me of just like cowboy stuff and <clears throat> you know, like being in love with your family and dirt roads and it just present presents a certain um uh, scene, mm-hmm. you know, for me, so that's fun. But then, like, man, I also got grew up on hip hop, you know, and um, grew up in a certain area, and like, I still, I think hip hop just reminds me of like a little chip on my shoulder, a little, a little I swag, like yeah. a little, yeah. a little get after it, and and you know, it's funny that like it's not funny, it's it's um, it's perfect that I say that because today we're gonna be talking about you being good with you. And I got that from a, a close friend, Brian Shantosh, saw him um, last night mm-hmm. and got to reminisce and just catch up. He's been super busy. We've been busy, <clears throat> you know, and um, just priorities, man. And just, but it was fun to catch up and just share some growth that I've had and him pour into me with some wisdom and challenge me with some things as far as like open-ended questions. Mm-hmm. And Man, that was one of the culminating pieces was, you know, you being good with you and diving into that. I've spoken to you about it a little bit and spoke to Connor about it a little bit. He was up there. So cool busting his balls. I love having a little brother. I don't know why yeah, I never yeah. got Is one. Is this podcast? What's that called? <clears throat> I don't know, Connor. Uh, up before you? No, he changed it. Connor, if you're uh, if you are still doing your podcast, you can text Eli and we want to give you a shout out right now, bro. But. Well, here's the thing: you also say you listen to mine, so this is a test, Connor. <laughs> you listen to mine, you'll text Eli and you let get him a know. shout out on the next one. Nah, he's still doing; he's kicking it back into gear. But no, nah, man, he gets after it. He's a he's a cool dude, and I call him kid because he's younger than me, but he's a, he's an adult, right? Like per se, he's a kid, <laughs> and uh, he's cool, man. He he takes his his lumps. We get after him and bust his balls a bit, but like he, he takes it. So well, like a little brother, and laughs it off, which makes you want to throw him more, yep. you know. And like yeah, he's just yeah. he's just a good dude and get his own right. But it was fun. It was fun having that conversation of. <clears throat> I guess we'll get right into it. Like we were just you know kind of sitting the stage. We we're just talking about life and talking about successes and hey, where we're going with things and what we're doing and it all you know talking about like hey, speaking with Ben Newman and being on that stage or you know growing and hey we've been on Andy Fursell's podcast he's been on ours and just growing and <clears throat> you know we talked about Tim Grover's book because I had, you know I uh, Tosh and I mm-hmm. read that book and hey what we like about it not what we didn't like about it but like just appreciating people's certain competitive natures without any judgment of I need to be that way right or I'm not going to win yep or man why are you that way like no judgment at all just appreciating people's levels of intensity and and certain things but then that forced you to like dive into yourself and I remember talking about where I'm competitive and like, hey, that I've got friends that I look up to that are super successful that, hey, I want to, I don't want to be little brother to them. I want to be seen as a peer and I want them to recognize me. And I remember saying like, hey, man, I love these guys, but like Denver's mine. Mm-hmm. It's fucking over, bro. Mm-hmm. You just don't know it yet. You know, and like Tosh is like smiling because it's like he's already above that, right? Yeah. Like he's already above <laughs> yeah, me yeah. and my stupid thoughts because uh, he's probably had it. Yeah. And he's a super competitive guy. You know, and um, and he's old. Being modest, Tosh is old as fuck. <laughs> well, you know, love you, Tosh. Like forty four hundred years old, so he's just wiser <clears throat> in his own right. But it was fun to like speak on that. But then it also started like presenting because when you speak on it, like, oh man, I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm not Michael Jordan, but like, I'm, I'm this, and like, man, I want to be seen as a peer, and I want to be respected, and, and certain things. And then you start, you start 
wearing those thoughts for a minute and you're like, it exposes, you're exposing you to yourself a little bit, you know? And then like toward the end of the night, um, I was talking to him and he's like, oh man, love you, man. And, and well, we're good. And, but he's like, you, you know, Hey, we're good. We're, Hey, I love you, man. We're good. And, but you got to be good with you. And like, you still have some things that you got to peel back with yourself. And I was like, yeah, like anything specific, mm-hmm. you know, that you can think of. And he's like, you know, you're good enough for you. You are good enough for you. Mm-hmm. And my initial thought was, fuck you, bro. <laughs> Just tell me the answer. answer. Yeah, yeah. Just tell me the answer, yeah, bro. Yeah. Fuck. That's a, that's a real but it's like, answer. hey, if he, if he tells you the answer, then like, he he, I'm sure he understands it. Like that's through his lens. And if he's giving an answer, it's like, do I now wear that answer? But I didn't accomplish that answer. Mm-hmm. And you, you right, like you have to come to your own conclusions and dive into yourself. And it, you you can't just have people tell you about yourself. Mm-hmm. And if he's telling me you're good enough for you, but then if he gives me the answer, it's like, well, that's exactly what he's trying to get me to avoid. Because right. it's like, hey, when we talk about other people, it's like, man, like. <clears throat> and then I tried to fish a little bit. Cause we were talking about you being good enough for you. And I tried to go, you know me, I try to like, I entertain it and I'm listening, but then I try to go back in for like one little, like, so I reframe it. The same question indirectly thinking sure. I'm going to outsmart somebody sure. and I'm not trying to outsmart him. That's just me. Yeah. It's just me. Like when I seek something, yeah, right. Trying to pry. So I reframe it yeah. and I go, Hey, so if there's like one thing, you know, you think I should focus on or would work on, you know, like moving forward from tonight, I'm like, hey, what do you think? Just reframe the same shit, right? right. And he, <clears throat> and he's like, you know, man. In the past four months, I haven't thought about you. I've thought about us. And I just like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> it's and it's what a beautiful thing to say. Um, there's probably three people I feel safe with. Mm-hmm. You. Tosh, Gavin, mm-hmm. those are, let me say males, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. three males that I feel safe of where <clears throat> I have made a mistake, regardless of whether they've made a mistake or not, I'm not speaking to the entire Everybody relationship, does. right? Everybody does. Everybody but just has. speaking to me where I've made a mistake, needed to grow from it because I also feel like you and him, you and Tosh and Gavin are high level dudes to where like. I respect them enough. I respect you guys enough. It can't just be like, I'm sorry, man. Some apologies require thought. Mm-hmm. It can't just be, hey, sorry, bro. Because if it comes off like I haven't grown, and there's no thought behind the I'm sorry, is it you're sorry? Like, are, are you sorry that, and are you sorry, and do you understand what you actually did? Or are you sorry that it happened? Right? Like when you're, like when someone lies. Let's just go easy, super novice. Mm-hmm. Someone lies or someone steals, right? Like your kid steals from you or... You know, like, or someone steals from a, a gas station. I'm a cop. We catch them. I'm like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like, are you sorry you did that? Or are you sorry you got caught? Same thing with friendships. Yep. Hey, are you sorry? And do you understand? And have you dove in and given thought and growth to, to what we're going to speak to? Or are you just sorry that it happened? Because they're not the same. No, totally different. Right? And you can actually not be sorry that it happened, but be sorry for your behavior. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, we can get into a different podcast down the road, Productive Friction. Mm-hmm. of where it is needed and and friction does identify certain things about us yep 
and it allows you to grow if you choose to grow. But you, you guys are the only three dudes <clears throat> where I have made a mistake or feel like I could make a mistake and be vulnerable and, and go back into thought and find a way to be better and come. And I would still get the same hug and love you too, bro, from mm-hmm. you guys. Mm-hmm. And like, man, that's a liberating place to be with a, it's beautiful. Dude, it is. I've, it's a beautiful I've never, place to be. I've never had it before you, yeah. you know, like there's maybe one other, yeah, maybe Gavin outside of you that like, you yeah. know, I, I look to with that same sort of, uh, respect, but man, it's rare, man. A lot of people go through their life, not having that whatsoever. Yeah. And it's special and it's very special, you know, but like, so I, of course I didn't get more out of that and it was good because you guys know me, you three know me very well. Tosh knows me <clears throat> and, um, I didn't need any more. I didn't need any more explanation. I didn't need any more, even though I'm eager. Because so like sometimes you can be so eager to learn that you're going at a pace where you're missing it. Mm-hmm. Versus like, hey, you don't need any more response. You don't need any more um, reassurance. You don't need any more one thing this, one thing that. Like, you are good enough for you. You know, and like toward the end of the night, he left it at that. And it was like, <clears throat> that's what I needed though. You know, and it's like, man, it's such an interesting thing to, and that's what we're going to get into today, right? Like, it's it's an interesting thought process because it's like when I've looked up to people and, you know, like when we first get into real estate, <clears throat> you know, like you're a little insecure and you're trying to fit in and just you want to crush and, and do good and people are, are there for you. They have your back and you're, and you're looking up to them and they give you some advice and not only do you look up to them, but you want to prove them right that you're actually going to f- be one of the ones that fucking does it. And But then does that, you know, organic feeling turn into... All you do is look up to them, which turns into, hey, are you doing things for a validation from them? And if you don't get a validation from them, now you just don't even know how you feel about yourself because how you feel about yourself is coming from a different source. So then like that's off. And then you start seeking, you start fawning Mm -hmm. for recognition or you start changing your behavior to what you thought, to what you think they would want it to be in order to solicit the response you're looking for versus just diving back into yourself and like, hey, are you good enough for you? Do you yeah, love yourself? Yeah. Do you respect yourself yeah. at, a, at, a, at a deep level, per, per Tosh's phrase? And, and that's like your beacon. Like it's okay to get, to get positive reinforcement or, or accolades or a, or a pat on the back from other people, you know, but like you ca- that cannot be your beacon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, man, it's, <laughs> it's the classic like, man, you've got zero control over that. And someone may like think the absolute world of you, but if they're not the person that's going to voice that, what, you know, how is that leaving you feeling? And it's not their fault. It's on you. It's your fault for like to seek something to a point to where like, that's also what's validating you. And and the flip side too, like we mentioned before, like the false validation of people that are just saying, you know, good job. And maybe in reality, you're not doing a good fucking job. Maybe in reality, you're not doing things that you should be doing. Yeah, like, hey, you're in the top 20% of real estate. Oh, hey, g- great job. Thousand but you percent. know you could be doing so much more. Or maybe you don't know, but because someone said good job, or you someone, think you're yeah. doing the right fucking thing. Yeah, exactly, right? Or like for me, I don't think it's that. I know. Not, not for you, no. I know, deep, like I have conversations with myself, and mm-hmm. I know where I could be better, where I'm not better. But if I'm distracted, if I distract myself with seeking validation from others and I, dude I, I do this too like as we level up I, I i see that behavior tend to creep back in you know kind of like when you pick up rank in the military right like mm-hmm. you you first become a sergeant 
you kind of fawn toward the other sergeants because yeah. you're new. Like, even though you know what you're doing and you know what the standard is and you know what you being good enough for you is, if someone were to break that down, because you're a new sergeant, you're kind of out of your own element mm-hmm. <clears throat> a little bit and you're listening and you're eager to learn from other sergeants to a point to where you kind of lose your bearing a little bit and you're seeking that because you want to fit in with the other sergeants. And the fact of the matter is you starting their car in the morning, you getting their food, you asking them questions that you already have answers to just for the sake of making them feel like they're pouring into you is not what's going to get anything you're looking for from them. It's, it's you being good enough with you as in you going out and being a professional and adhering to a standard and listening when you're supposed to listen and execute when you're supposed to execute and do what you know is a great job because the Marine Corps would not put you in a sergeant's role if you hadn't mm-hmm. earned it from my experience, period. Mm-hmm. And then just resting on that and focusing on your craft and be good enough because if you are good enough for you, they will recognize your achievement. They will respect you. And you can just be one yeah. of the dudes. Well, and I think, man, it, it leads you also to do the things that you need to be doing where you're not going to get any recognition at all. Mm-hmm. But low key, that shit's being recognized. You know, it what is. I mean? And just being able to recognize it in yourself. So when you're not yeah. getting any credit from anybody, just but you get credit from yourself at mm-hmm. the end of the day, just just going home and going, man, good day mm-hmm. man, fucking crushed it today. Like, cool. You know, like, yep. hey, let's do that tomorrow. Like it's kind of the whole not, with you. not too big, not too small thing. Right. Yeah, well, just being okay with you, like, just the recognition you give yourself Mm -hmm. knowing you're doing a good job. And I also think, like, you being good, good enough for you is also, like, forgiveness. It's also, like, if you make mistakes or if you're not doing as good as you can in your relationship or your career or in fatherhood, just recognizing it and not necessarily passing so much judgment on yourself, but just recognizing and going, like, yeah, man, like, I'm not being the best dad I could be, like... I'm not interacting with my daughter. I'm not involved here and there. And like, I am starting to see her act out a little bit. And like, and then just having some forgiveness to like, don't overanalyze it and then guilt yourself into like paralyzation. Mm -hmm. But to then just, Hey man, all right. So then, Hey, what, what could I do where I would be good with my involvement, my standard. And then you start figuring out those, those, those actions. Yep. And then you just go do them. And then even, yeah. Like, and even right now, man, like, okay. Recognizing this thing. And then how much time could you spend overthinking, not you, just in general, how much time could you spend overthinking this and then beating yourself up when it's like, hey, your kid's in the next room and you could just go start playing with them right now. (laughs) There's that. And man, I I feel like overthinking is abused, just like overtraining. Oh, I'm overtraining. No, you're Mm -hmm. not. Yep, yep. Do you know how hard you got to train to overtrain? Yep. Ask ask that to Tosh, Yeah. right? Like as he's doing his 100-hour thing. Yeah, I agree. No, but you have to build up to that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think we overthink as much as we think we do. You might just be thinking in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. You might be thinking with, with the, just not the right analysis as far as like, hey, why are you thinking what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. And whatever you're thinking, where is it coming from? And why are you doing what you're doing? And just being able to remove your ego and just really try to get down to the source of something. So then when you do think on it, it's appropriate and it's within like the right direction that it should be. And then at that point, man, you can, you can think about things at a pace for weeks, for months and just allow it to grow and take notes on your thoughts and then allow those thoughts to grow. But if you don't have your beacon appropriate, then you're thinking in circles. So like, yeah. So like, but is it overthinking or is it just like you're spinning your wheels? I think it's more so like, 
you're spinning your wheels at the starting line versus like those tires gripping the road and it launching you down the racetrack. Yeah, yeah. Your tires spin just as many times going down the racetrack well, as it did when you did a burnout. But the burnout got you nowhere. And I look at but it. But it was the same amount of tire spin. So it's like, yeah. hey, it's the same amount of thinking, but what we're calling overthinking really isn't overthinking. It's that, hey, you don't have, your, your beacon's not in place and like you're not in the right direction and you're, you're spinning your fucking wheels. I think direction's a big part of it. I think, is it something you can actually control is mm-hmm. part of it? Or are you just thinking about things that haven't even fucking happened yet? Yeah. That like that you have no control over somebody's reaction, somebody giving you credit, like all this stuff. And all of that has agenda to it too. We were talking about mm-hmm. this before the mm-hmm. podcast, like when like as I've leveled up a little bit or gotten into a different crowd, I get encouragement to speak about certain things. Mm-hmm. But like I'm not in a place where I feel like I want to. Mm-hmm. Um or that I'm not comfortable with it. <clears throat> but like my big thing when I when I speak is it comes from a level of practitionership, right? So if I speak a little bit about my past to give context so you guys can understand like who I am or where my thoughts come from or where some things come from to just give context to what led to today, I think that's warranted. But to do it to a point to where like I'm placing myself above an audience, it gets uncomfortable for me. And it gets uncomfortable for me because even in the Marine Corps, man, like I just wanted the respect from my peers. So like when I'm speaking to realtors, mm-hmm. I don't want to be ahead of them or above them or talk about some things prior to real estate that then gives me or warrants me a certain level of like, thank you or wow. I, I'm super uncomfortable. Believe it or not, as comfortable as I am, I'm not comfortable there. Where I am comfortable is <clears throat> I want to teach you something. Wherever I'm speaking, I want to give things at a practitionership level like hey I can I'm going to teach you these things today that you can literally take with you go implement in your business today and be better for it and they're not ideological mm-hmm. and I'm not up there speaking like you know like fucking soccer teeth or whatever and like you have to like kind of figure out what I mean and the spirits mm-hmm. of real no 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 I'm going to go over some real skill sets and tools and show you some of our playbook that says hey run this play and this play and this play when you're in the red zone this is how we're successful you know, like um, Tom Brady talks about how he used Gronk, uh, Gronkowski okay. as tight end. And there's like a specific play or a specific route that Gronkowski will run depending on how a defense lines up. And he learned it from Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning's like, yeah, I know. And they end up beating our asses with it. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it. And then that play, like when they broke it down, it was like 48% of Gronk's production was from like one pl- route, Jesus. one type of play. Yeah. Like Just for him rule. specifically yeah. when, like, a defense would line up a certain whatever, whatever. But, like, when Peyton Manning, like, taught him that, he, he gifted him, hey, when they're doing this, we do this. You know, like, this is how that works. It wasn't him speaking in ideals of how a tight end yeah. should be used. Yeah. It was like, so I like the practitioner game yeah. plan. I like, yeah. I like drawing up battle plays, yeah. right? Like, I like... You know, terrain models and like mapping out X's and O's and like, man, when this is going on, we're doing this. Especially like, when we're in an industry where you can actually do that with certain things. Because you can get your fucking motivation somewhere else. Like yeah. there's so yeah. much motivation in like, you got to dig deep. Yeah. You got to get up in the morning. And yeah, you, yeah, fuck, yeah. man. Like there's so yeah. much of that. Yeah. I don't need to be that guy. But I do love motivating people by giving them something they can take with them, to, especially in real estate, because... We're in it. We're successful at it. I consider ourselves professional at it. 
And I want to give back to that community. I want to help other brokers be successful. And it's not just pontificating. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. you know, Real like being shit. above and talking down. Like it's, it, it's not, yeah. it's like, Hey, I want to give you some plays from our playbook that you can go out and get some wins with. And then that's going to buy you into, Oh shit. There is a way to be successful in this mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you see people successful in business, it's like, it's not tangible, right? Like it's hard to like relate to certain guys, but if you get a couple plays from the playbook and you go run those plays and they start working, you can start piecing things together. And then like that gives people the vision of like possibility. And then now they're starting to really believe in themselves and they're starting to really believe in like a way to do it. And then they seek us out for leadership Mm -hmm. and want to be a part of our network. I'm not cold calling you and selling you shit. You choose to be around because like we've allowed a couple plays to enter your playbook to become successful with. And you're a believer. Yep. Yep. Man. And that's cool. Right. Like that's cool. That does right there. That plants that seed in that person. When you can help someone get a quick little win, bro. Mm hmm. That really helps them start to be okay with themselves because like one of the things that where I was not okay with myself for a long time or no, I'm not okay with Eli, you know, um, was when I was going through that phase of real early entrepreneurship, no one to follow, no one doing what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't know anyone with fucking money. There was no one in my world. And, um, man, I kept, I noticed with myself, I kept looking for these just little, like get rich quick things and just like do an illegal shit. Like, you know, I was just trying to make a goddamn buck, but it really wasn't until were you out on the corner? I got it. Yeah, I know. Right. Where I got into real estate and finally got around like, man, just one little fucking win. Then I get one Mm -hmm. little win and it was like, okay, cool. Hey, I started to be okay with myself. Does the real estate board know about your illegal wins? Um, mm. I don't know. I wouldn't, even call, them wins. <laughs> I wouldn't even call them wins. I'm just busting balls. Definitely, no, not I win. know what you mean. And like, when you help someone get that win, bro, dude, and it's like it's just so this gets into the whole like you're never too big, but you're never too small. You know, like you're never too small for any for any big shot per se in a room, but you're also never too big mm-hmm. for someone else coming into the room. Correct. And helping guys out that are early on or that are need some wins or whatnot. Like it just shows that you're human and you're paying it mm-hmm. forward. Like, yeah, dude, I know what that feels like. And I was there and didn't have that. That's why I want to give some of that. You're not doing the work for them. You're yep. just giving them some plays to go execute, man. And like, I appreciate that. So like when, you know, but like, so getting back to my original point with all of that is like, yeah, I get encouraged to speak a certain way or to talk about certain things. And like, by the way, don't overthink that. Like I'm not, I'm not fucking Batman. <laughs> I'm not right. Like, so don't overthink that. But they're like, I've had some, some accomplishments from prior to real estate and like, but I just don't, I don't like wearing them mm-hmm. for the sake of wearing them so I can talk about them. I like giving a little context. Like for example, man, like when I was talking at empower field, the entire talk, I gave some context of my military background, some accomplishments as a police officer and then the two main points that I hit on was never shooting a rifle until boot camp and the fear I had from that coming from like my, my dad and my grandpa and them being distinguished shooters. And <clears throat> I talked about not knowing how to swim, I, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, I cover a couple of funny stories to like break the ice with it. But then I also talked about how out of everything that helped me start over, sell cars, get rid of everything and sleep in a pantry mm-hmm. out of everything that helped, that helped me start over and go into like this unknown element of something I'd never done before is because I had, I had been in a place where I hadn't done something or known how to do something before. And I knew the amount of work it would take to be proficient at it. But I also knew that it was possible to put this amount of work into something 
and be proficient at it. So it yeah. wasn't like the high speed stuff that I was talking about. It was my vulnerabilities of having a hippie mom and not having, you know, not, mm-hmm. not even being mm-hmm. around guns and, and, you know, like having my sister throw me in a pool as a kid and it freaked me the fuck out. And like, mm-hmm. I just never reengaged in a swimming pool. And I played sports year round. Baseball was super big spring and summer. And yep. I could dodge kids birthday parties when they were going to the pool because I had a baseball tournament. Yep. And then when we're at the tournament, kids weren't swimming in the pool at the hotels because we were tired from playing baseball all day. Coaches were like, get your ass in the room and go to bed. Mm-hmm. So I could still dodge the pool. Mm-hmm. You know, it was those things. And like, dude, I, I love that. But then I'll, people will, will kind of like be little birdies in my ear as far as like some other things that I could talk about and like, you know, like, hey, like you, you command that and people should respect that. And I'm like, why are you telling me that? Because if you get me to talk more about that, it gives you permission to talk about me like that as well. And then like it validates you or your brand or your business because this person is this and I get to talk about that now. Like it just, it's interesting versus like, hey, reel it back in. Because if you're looking up to those people that are saying that and you're more apt to start taking advice because you're more influenced by what you think they think of you than what you think of yourself. And you're more influenced by being good enough for them yep. versus you being good enough for you. Yep. You start acting out of character and you start behaving or doing things that maybe you're not quite okay with, but you're doing it for recognition or reaction or acceptance from them that you're not even back in that place of like, Hey, you're good enough for you. And for me, it's like, Hey, no, Hey, that's not, hey, so here's my deal. Like when mm-hmm. I'm talking to realtors, and even if it's beyond realtors, but this is where, and it's not just my comfort zone. I don't want to put a bubble around what I speak to and like, oh, well, you're just scared to or you're in your comfort zone. You got to break, you got to break out of your comfort No, it's not that. Right. It's not that. It's, I don't want to bullshit. Dude, I was scared as fuck learning how to swim. Yeah. yeah I had yeah. no idea how to shoot a rifle, but like, man, when I'm in boot camp, and I admit that to one of our drill instructors because he sits down right where I'm about to shoot and he could tell I was a little nervous and he's like, hey, Grimes, what's up? And you have to talk and I've told you this before, I have to talk yeah, in yeah. third person, yeah. this recruit yeah. feels this way in boot camp. The one time they're actually nice to you, not nice, but the one time they're actually personable with you in boot camp is when you have a loaded gun in your hand. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> and they don't want you, because if they're stressing you out or they're making you crazy, you're going to shoot somebody. Yeah. And so it's yeah. dangerous, right? Yeah. So they're, they're strict on you and they're hard on you, but they're personal. Yeah personable so he kneels down and he goes stop talking in third person crimes just fucking talk to me what's up mm-hmm. and i was like sir like i've, I've never shot before mm-hmm. and he fucking leaned in and he goes good without any hesitation which makes me realize this isn't the first time he's ever said this to someone mm-hmm. but he leans in and he goes good and he goes you got no bad habits you're a blank canvas do what i say when i say how i say with your utmost effort, Grimes. Work as hard as you can and try as hard as you can with everything that I teach you. You're going to crush, right? I'm just like, that was so empowering that he said that because like, it's almost like, man, did you shoot before boot camp? Because I feel like he just, re- and he, I don't know if he did or not, but like yeah. he just resonated with my position there so much. But like that conversation and just being open-minded that like, hey, even though I'm new to this and all these guys that I, I'm in the, in boot camp with have been hunting with their daddy and shit like that I was intimidated by 
meant zero. Like he leveled the playing field because like, yeah, they got some experience behind the gun, but they got bad habits and they got to unlearn those yep. and certain things like yep. me. Oh shit. Like I'm fresh. I don't know any different. The only thing I know is what you're teaching. And then I can, I can, I can build habitually through good habit. Oh, like it leveled the playing field, man. It like that process of thought, that was just cool. So like, I don't want to be a badass. I don't want to like, mm-hmm. oh man, you, you served with SOCOM or, 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 you know, being at division schools, you know, and like, there's like just some cool shit that I accomplished, but like, but I don't want to give a false representation that like I'm above you yeah, because yeah. that would not be true because I didn't even shoot a rifle until boot camp. And I didn't even know how to swim, dude. So like for me to sit, stand on a physical stage or a metaphorical stage when people are around me and allow that to be placed above, like I'm uncomfortable if I give that perception because that is not true. Yeah. Yeah. That is not true. Well, it's I, just not man, true. And I think, um, so much of it depends on the, uh, the room and the audience. And like, here's the thing, like people, just your command presence alone, people are already putting you up, um, in real estate, like people already like put you up. And when you have someone that is already, you already have up here and then you hear them talk and everything that they're saying is only like building themselves up more it doesn't have a good effect on people. Like the reason the rock is the rock is because everyone has him up here. He brings himself down here to people when he's talking to him and he's in the fucking truck and he's giving his truck away and he's pulling up to the school bus. Like he intentionally like brings himself down. People have so much fucking respect for that, bro. Yeah. And it's, but it's also not always comfortable to talk. Like it's like when I'm at empower field, there's like 400 people there or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm telling everybody to know how to swim, Mm -hmm. but that's what puts you. That's I know. But what I'm getting at is what puts you up. Yeah. Getting at is, it's not easy to talk oh, about. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, no, like, that was embarrassing for me. I didn't have some, like... Yeah, I bet. I was okay. I was in the mountains, and I came across this cave, right. and this bear ran yeah. out. Yeah. So I had to stab the bear. So, yeah, I'm eight years yeah. old. I stabbed this bear. But yeah. then this, the other bear sees me, his homie bear. And then the homie starts chasing me, and I have to run to the water, but I've never swam before. So I had to jump into the water, and I hit my head, and, and I almost drowned, and someone saved me. Like, oh, man, yeah. that was so traumatic. And, like, I completely understand why you never went back in the pool again. No, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't that. My fucking sister threw me in the fucking deep end, six feet, not yep. that deep, <laughs> at my grandma's clubhouse at yep. her little town home, yep. and it freaked me the fuck out, and I never got back in. It's not romantic. Terrifying, embarrassing, silly. Um, Relatable. Sure. Yeah. You know, but like just having the strength to talk about being vulnerable you know, like, man, that's cool. And I, I like working on that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I have to just pay attention to, you know, to my own to my own voice. Yeah. And, and that's what was so cool about you're good enough. For, hey, man, you're good enough for you. And, like, it's also powerful for a friend to say that to you that knows you a little deeper and, and can put weight. Or just there's just weight behind that statement because of the, the person they are you. Mm-hmm. You know? Man, man it, it's got to be just such a heavy thing bro when it's like yeah like how you feel about yourself is dependent on and that comes from when we're kids bro like when we're kids and you know our parents are involved or our parents aren't involved but when you're a kid you don't have any of your own self-worth you literally don't you're a fucking kid you're a fresh little like you know larva you don't have mm-hmm. any self-worth you haven't done anything you haven't been through any experiences so everything is put on 
the recognition we get from our parents, the recognition we get from our teachers, our classmates, our grades, our sports performance, everything. Yeah. And, and it, that dude, that carries over and it it, it does. It, it can be tragic for dude, some I people. Dude, I do it today, bro. man. Like Tosh has mentioned it. I've had some other buddies in our circle and they're just like, hey, you know, like I'll 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 tell them stuff or you know, hey, this is what we're up to, this is what we're doing, this is what we accomplished. And yes, accomplishment is is recognized and it's big in the military scene and I look up to these guys. So you know, at times it's like I was only telling them what I was up to and what I was accomplishing or the money that mm-hmm. I'm making or the, the this that we cheat and like and then it you know, like that there's some residual there that just bleeds over into that relationship and like it mm-hmm. gave the impression that like I'm competing against them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that can create friction too, because it's like, hey dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. what are you what are you trying to compete with me? What are you competing? And I've and I've heard them say that. You know, a couple people at different times, and it's like, no, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, but it's because, like, how you think you come off and how you come off are not the same. And, right. but when you're, when you're seeking or when you're, when you're validated by others more than you're validated from yourself, especially when you look up to those people, you want to tell them what you're accomplishing and what you're up to because, yeah, you want to impress them, but you also want to say, that's like my way of saying, like, hey, the time you give me is worth it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the time you've given me has been worth your time because I'm doing A, B, C, and D and I'm not wasting your time versus like, Hey dude, I love you. You're, you're just not a waste of time regardless yeah, need, of, yeah, yeah. but I'm doing that to a yeah. point where like it comes off, like I'm trying to bump, yep. puff my chest yep. or compete. And it's like, no, like I'm actually just trying to show that like I'm worth it. And mm-hmm. it's like, Hey motherfucker, you already are. You already are. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like, Oh, I am. Oh, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm valuable to people just being me. I think I'm, I think I think that I'm valuable to people if I'm either showing them what their time has done for me by, Hey, look at me, look at what I've accomplished Mm -hmm. or by giving gifts or giving my playbook or giving something that's like a, a perceived value add to them because me just showing up and being me and, being a part of that environment isn't enough. I have to be giving something, either a gift or a value add of, of labor or look at what I've done, look what I've accomplished. Thank you so much for your time. Like, it's never been just me showing up and sharing space is good enough. And then it's like, why? Why? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then it brings yeah. you back to like, hey, you're, you're good enough for you. Are you good enough for you? Like, hey, are you having that conversation? What is your self talk like? What is your, do you love yourself? Do you respect yourself? Are you, you happy? Yourself? Like, and yeah. it's like, and overall, I am. Mm-hmm. I just, I think where I, where I have flawed is like, it's not so much that I'm like uber unhappy with myself somewhere, so I don't think I'm valuable. It's that I haven't even really paid attention to that conversation right. with myself. I've right. been so outwardly projecting. And wanting to to look up to people and impress them and show that I'm you know I'm, I'm kicking ass that hey maybe there was a healthy dose of that because that that gets you up in the morning and mm-hmm. you're competitive and it gets you kicking ass but like too much of that turns into hey that's now becoming your identity mm-hmm. and you're now requiring a certain level of response or acceptance from that. Does that make sense? Hundred percent, it does. Versus dude. like yeah. hey why can't I just show up and just be me and then okay cool so like what is be 
but I am being mean. Like these gifts, like they're they're thoughtful and they're meaningful and they have a reason and and or this value. Like, but that but that's me. It's like, no no no, devil. Just just sharing an experience, just sharing mm. space and allowing things to go where they are, and just you being just the set of molecules that you're built yeah, from. That you're bringing here, <laughs> yeah, here. the energy, and just allowing it to be comes. what it may. Like, yeah. Well, and it, it's like, yeah, like. But it does. So you start thinking about that deeper and then that goes into like, you know, just representing yourself well and being proud and, hey, you know, being yourself when no one's around. Yeah. Not just when people are around. That's the hard, but also learning how to be yourself when no one's around. Like when no one's around, are you thinking about everybody else and what they think of you? Right. Or are you thinking about you and what you think of you and where you can make improvements for you, not mm-hmm. for the sake of something else or someone else? And there's just a lot of cool things to digest in there. So long story long here, like. I'm proud that I've identified some of that mm-hmm. and I'm proud that like, I'm not like focused on a lot of that nowhere near where I need to be. But even that statement alone is like, well, where do you need yeah. to be? But the fact that I'm identifying it and yeah. working on it is like, it's, it's that man. It's, it's not the destination. It's the process. Right. So now that I've identified that, enjoy the process of expanding your behavior and your thoughts in that realm. Now that you found it versus trying to, be so eager to go back to an Eli or a Tosh mm-hmm. or a Gavin and go, Hey, I found myself. I'm yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're going to like, yeah, but you're telling it to me. <laughs> so no, you're not. You should be yeah, telling that to yourself. Yeah. And like, are we ever here? Where's here? Like, yeah. well, then that's versus just enjoying, Hey, I've identified some of these ideologies and like, and they resonate to me and Hey, don't try to find any destination with it. Just, enjoy the process mm-hmm. of exploring mm-hmm. that thought process and right? just just being period yeah. just being and just being okay with how we are today and understand that hey over the course of life we're gonna change into something else and mm-hmm. being okay with that too and then there's another metric that man like people just don't talk about enough and that's like the happiness metric of like hey do i feel happy mm-hmm. you know like in a lot of people in like when, with my friends like man some of the best things that I don't need friends to fucking do shit. I could care if a friend's making a thousand bucks a month or a million bucks a month. You happy, bro? How you doing? You know, like when I see friends that are like happy and stuff or appearing happy and I talk to them and they sound happy, hey, all good. You know, where I get like, I could give a shit what people are doing. Are you happy, bro? You know, um, and I think people are real friends, man. Like they just want that from us. And I could be better there. You know, it gets good inside because... Every time I care, like, I don't know if it's every time, a lot of times in the past couple of years toward people I really care about, whether they're making a lot of money or not, it's mm-hmm. like, even like with Gavin, hey, bro, you could be doing this on Instagram. Why aren't you doing this? This could be doing this. And like, mm-hmm. hey, you could be over here doing that. And like, versus like, how you doing? Hey, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. And Are yeah, you happy? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've, I was like trying to like give them more. There's always more you could be doing. And it's like, hey, that's unsolicited. Right, like, but hey, I, I think it's coming from you're trying it, to add value. It you comes know, from, like well, from the way that. Yeah. But the problem is, I was trying to add value, but it was more about me than it was about them. Right, right, right. Because that was my perception yep. of how I'm valued. I'm valued if I'm giving more, mm-hmm. either gifts or insights or how to for social whatever. Like that was how I was perceiving mm-hmm. being valuable, which then in turn is is selfish versus just being more oriented toward the person that I'm speaking to 
and engaging and listening to that person. I've done it with Tosh. I've done it with you. I've done it with Gavin. I, a lot, a lot, you know, and it's like, yeah, cool. Like, don't overly judge yourself because, yes, you meant well. Mm-hmm. And I always know at heart I mean well. I don't ever doubt that. Mm-hmm. But just because you mean well, that's not the finish line, right? Like, meaning well is just, okay, cool. If you mean well and you have integrity and morals and you care, cool. Because then you being good enough for you will mean something to you because you'll be able to hold your own standard. If you're a psychopath, I don't know. (laughs) But just because I meant well doesn't mean it ended well. Doesn't mean it was well received. Doesn't Right? Like it just, and it's just being less self-absorbed with the externals, if that makes any sense, right? Like being self-absorbed about the externals, mm-hmm. what I thought the external externals perceived me as or valued me as such versus just listening more and giving more care and paying more attention to where value could be added versus thinking, okay, I'm this and I'm this value add. And then I just try to give that to everybody versus like, no, people might need different things from you. Mm-hmm. People might need nothing from you, but mm-hmm. just you. Yep. And if you're not listening or, or just paying attention to the relationship, you won't know where to be the value add. You're just trying to be a value add, which in turn can create friction or or misrepresentation. Like people think you're puffing your chest and you're whatever. There's just a lot of like discombobulation there, unintended, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's still there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the thing that I've been like, turning the page on yeah and it's and that could be stressful man like i imagine like you know if you're having to think like okay yeah like how can i constantly add value i'm just well, like here's my shit. first solution that sounds exhausting it is <laughs> like, it is but if it's you if it's just kind of like how you've been behaving for years yeah. you don't know how exhausting it is but yeah. i think the first thing is now that i've identified it i now need to like assess my circle not just my close friends. my close friends are good to go mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. but just the other circle around me the intermediate circle around mm-hmm. me of like, okay, now that I've identified that, if I ever start falling back into that cycle, hey, why? Like, because if people are around me that aren't okay with me being good enough for me and not requiring anything more from me, should that person be around? Like, as their person, are there people right. planting seeds or or shedding some light on some, some expectations that they'd like for me or whatever? Oh man, like, hey, I, mm, what is that? You know, mm-hmm. or like, if I feel like people will only recognize me if they can share an accolade or take credit for one of my accolades. Hmm. Exactly. Should I be around that versus some of the closest guys that I have around me just. I've never ever heard Alex Chapman, Tosh, yeah, you, no. Gavin, I've Brett. I've never heard any of you dudes ever require or plant seed of like needing more Mm-mm. from me Mm-mm. or or speaking to me in a language that made me feel below you or nothing, Mm-mm. right? So like yeah. I know the appropriate parameter. And all those guys you just mentioned I just like I pay attention to how I feel without any expectation, without anyone trying, without me having to try anything. And I just feel happy around those guys. Yeah. Like I just have a good fucking time. They inspire me. Like I, I, they just fucking make me happy. And that's beautiful. Laugh. And me, if I'm not giving those guys a value add, mm-hmm. I don't feel I'm a value. But well, and subconsciously, I, and that's a, yeah. like I didn't even realize yeah. 
Like it wasn't like I was cognizant of that, and yeah. then just like because I'm super depressed or some weird. It's not that. I just didn't realize how much I was trying to overvalue a certain situation in order to receive mm-hmm. love or accreditation or recognition. Yep. To the point to where like, hey, it can create friction and miscommunication mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. misrepresentation of yourself, and and I think too it creates uh, like false expectation from others which mm-hmm. can lead to disappointment like yeah. if you're so focused on like bringing all this value and but stuff it's not reciprocated or i don't yeah hear, you're gonna or i don't hear yep. something super kind from them i'm like yep what you're the gonna, fuck yeah you're it gonna can. expect it back yeah you just are overthinking and overanalyzing things mm-hmm. versus like yeah so i've man i've i've come to a a good realization and i've identified mm-hmm. with some mm-hmm. of those recently which is really cool and so now moving forward, it's just like, hey, if I feel some of that creep back up, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, that's my responsibility. I've got to handle that. But like, hey, why? Like, what's am I around certain people like in the speaking world or the or the leveling up world or the real estate world to where like I'm I'm out of my comfort zone and it's just me um, manifesting that and I've got to put it in check. Or is it coming from the outside to where like people are speaking a little above me or others or or expecting me to behave or do or speak to certain things because there is an agenda for them to then put their stamp on it like mm-hmm. and i just need to recognize that mm-hmm. and then just but hey when you when you're you've got your beacon you can just peacefully make sound decisions of like who you give your time who you don't where you navigate your energy toward where you don't and i feel like i'm just starting to kind of like identify some of it to the point where i've got a little bit more mm-hmm. sight on my beacon and, and man like the happiness metric is what I'm doing and the people I'm doing it with. Do I feel happy? Uh-huh. Period. Am I having fun with work? Like I, I do. And I tell people all the time, like the only reason I got in shape is because I liked music and I liked pre-workout. That's the only goddamn reason. You know, when I first yeah. started working out, bro, it was like, and staring at scattered, fuck, scattered ass for real, gym. dude. Like, fuck that. Like, man, it was like, I loved getting in the car, two scoops of fucking NO explode, like heavy metal meat. It was fun. Jesus. And then it lets you go like, man, five years later, you're like, oh shit. Like, man, I'm kind of in shape. Like yeah. that, that's how like, I love business like that to where it's like, we're just having fucking fun. You're enjoying the people you're doing it with. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, for you guys listening, like if you're not having fun and I'll come here, we do things that aren't fun all the goddamn time. Right. Yeah. Pushing a ton of fucking weight isn't fun all the time. Right. There's plenty of days where you don't want to go to the gym, but Enough motivation to take some pre-workout, turn on some good music. Hey, you're getting there. Well, it's also just understanding, like, just getting your foot in the door and just, hey, you don't have to have it all figured out to make progress. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's just that. And then it's also just understanding, like, hey, if you're looking for your beacon, you know, like, if you're looking around and, like, who's, where is it at? Or who is, hey, stop looking around. It's you. Yeah. Just pause, sit in your car, and, like, look down at your chest or look (laughs) in your rearview mirror and look (laughs) at yourself and go, oh, okay, it's me and I'm right where I need to be mm-hmm. in whatever direction I choose to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you're your beacon. You stop. And I, I felt like I've looked for that subconsciously, not really realizing that, but like, yeah, a lot of validation from an inner circle, like, and just really lack of self-worth, but not in a toxic way, not in a, I realized I was doing that way. Just, habitual behaviors over time Mm -hmm. that then manifested into a necessity dude especially when you've been hardcore for decades in these things like i feel like this starts 100 percent of people when we're kids but then man when that goes into 
like some careers where it's like there's very cu- very clear hierarchies. There's very clear this person's above this person, above this person, above this person. Mm-hmm. And there's ranks you have yeah. to climb. And there's, hey, this person doesn't demand this much respect. This person has earned this much respect. And there's just these very clear fucking rules. Well, and like just the fear too, man, like in the cop world or like corporate world, like you kind of have to like love on your leadership how they want you to to get along right and unfortunately or fortunately because now i'm identifying with it but like yeah man if you weren't a slight not kiss up but like there's egos in the police world and there's egos that get attached to rank and leadership and if you're out being good enough you're just good enough for you yeah no like you gotta you gotta pat i bet that's a problem i had one sergeant that was two sergeants early on that were really good that didn't they were pouring into us they were Mm -hmm. really good leaders the rest of them for the next five years not calling them bad dudes it's not that they liked a little bit more pat on the back and a little bit more Mm -hmm. hey sarge good morning sarge what are you doing this weekend sarge oh got barbecue i'd love to come sarge a little bit more you know um Fanning you with feather, F- finessing, yeah, and a little yeah. bit more finesse, a little bit more because it fed, it fed them. And I'm not saying that I don't like a little bit of accreditation, but you could definitely tell that they would pad some of the other, you know, where they were receiving that. They were yeah. a little bit more friendly to. Yeah. And if you yeah. weren't part of that club, yeah, you know, like my last year, it was really hard with that. I bet, and I rebelled against it. Yeah, because I've also got this this um thing in me where like i will it could be immature i don't know how to identify i'll try to explain it but like i've got this thing in me it's about like if i feel like i've got to do something for the sake of doing it or whatever like even if it's good i won't yeah yeah <laughs> for the just for the fucking principle yeah you know and it's like i just um like traffic, I don't know. Like everyone's getting off and going here because it's like, nah, I'm gonna figure cheap. out. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out a different way, you know. Like <laughs> yeah. so, even if you know, but like, yeah, man. Like I rebelled against that a little bit to where, like, you know, my dad gave me some good advice. My my dad and I's relationships gotten a little bit better the past couple of years, and which is good. Different day, but the one piece of advice my dad gave me because when that I w- when I was identifying some of that behavior as a cop, I wasn't rude. But I would, I would, through body language or something, mm-hmm. I would let you know I didn't care for you. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. But I didn't really have a real reason not to care for you. I just noticed everybody else kissing your ass, and I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Versus that having nothing to do with me, and just treat the guy how you want to treat the guy, mm-hmm. regardless of how everyone else is kissing up to him. That's have no bearing on how you treat the guy. If you like the guy, and you enjoy the guy... Cool. Just enjoy them. Don't think that that's going to be taken as ass kissing, like you're perceiving everyone else, and then now you're making a point to be borderline passive to someone over how everyone else is behaving versus me just liking and engaging with a person for what that relationship mm-hmm. is separate from everyone else. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. If I saw that behavior toward a sergeant or toward a certain officer, Literally by default, I wouldn't engage. Mm-hmm. And I remember my, I was talking to my dad one time and he's like, you know, Will, you don't have to like anyone, but you also don't have to tell them. Mm. And I nice. was like, 
here's where it hit deep for me. Because at that point, my father and I's relationship was not that good. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, it was like, true. And it was also like, I'm doing that to my father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's yeah. a couple things that we just had to work through. And there's some, there's some things that like, I didn't like about the family. And some of it I felt was embarrassing to me. And because some of it was on social media. But then I just made a point to display my behavior or my language in a manner that was confrontational. You told him what you thought. Yeah. Even when I wasn't telling him what I thought, I was telling him what I thought by my behavior. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. You know, and it was yeah. like, and it's like, Hey, at some point it's like, got it. But like, is that, so what is that? Is that, is that any better than what we're doing over here that you're so embarrassed about? Like you're, you're embarrassed about the family's behavior and how they're treating each other publicly or whatever. Right. But is what you're doing any better? Like, oh, you now have the right to not only display that, but then you just display that for years because you're mad and you can't come around at all without showing everyone mm-hmm. how you feel. Or, you know, and it's like, and then it was like, okay, so I don't have to like my dad. I don't have to like other officers, but like at what point do you have your own standards of behavior where you just, you, you compose yourself? Like, mm-hmm. hey, if you can't compose yourself and you just have to show this attitude or this body language, then just don't go. But you just can't help yourself, can you? And it's like, hmm. And then I was displaying that with cops. Mm-hmm. You know, like if someone was getting their ass kissed or sucked up to, it's like, or what I perceived what was, I would go out of my way to make sure, you know, I didn't want to talk to you. And it's like, for, is that any better? Like, cause that's just as fake or, or, right. or, out of yourself behavior is people kissing someone's ass Mm -hmm. because you're literally blowing someone off for the sake of it because of how you're perceiving something versus getting to know that person and having a relationship completely separate from everyone else and just engaging, you know, without any bias you're, you're engaging with a a, a negative bias, just like they're engaging with a false positive bias. Mm -hmm. Like, are you any, are you any different? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're just as fucking stupid as everyone else then. Right. Like, and it's like, man, Hmm. Yeah. You know, and it just made me think, man. And like, that was where like my relationship with him was starting a little bit better than I had a son and that created different, but there's just, there was just a lot to, to peel back in it. But it was also like, was I seeking certain behaviors from people? And like, when I saw people kissing their ass, like, but then that Sergeant wouldn't, wouldn't go out of his way to engage with me or talk to me. Then like, mm-hmm. Hey, is it because they're getting their asses kissed or is it because they're not feeding a compliment or something to you, which in turn validates you. So you're taking a negative response from something that's not necessarily even real cycle, which then creates a behavior in you. That's is real, but from something that's not necessarily real, Mm -hmm. but you've manifested it versus, you know, if you're good enough for you, are you? And then if you are, okay, well, within yourself, what are your, what's your standard on behavior and how you treat people and how you want to, you know, and well, see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. there's just so much more you can peel back from that. There's just so much more I've had to work on with ego and acceptance. Mm -hmm. And have you, have you noticed a change, man? Like what's helped me a ton is like having Elijah, you know, like talking about our sons, like, because like, I don't hold grudges against him. 
Mm-hmm. I don't expect shit from him. You know, when he does something he shouldn't do, I check him on it, and he usually fixes it right away. But I'm not perseverating yeah. on it. I'm not thinking about it. And oh, why did he? Do? I just love him no matter fucking what, bro. I think you know another name, Mike Long. He comes to thought you, mm-hmm. um, you know Tosh, Gavin. It's very easy to give unconditional love and to love people how I love people and allow them to make mistakes, but still see them for they are for who they are mm-hmm. and move past it. It's very hard to receive that. Yeah. I yeah. have a really hard like time. Receive it as in you to yourself. Letting someone be forgiving of me. Oh, or without, you be, yeah. yeah, without me over giving something yeah. with here's what I've learned or here's a yeah. gift or yep. here's yep. like I over like I overdo it anyway. If I make a mistake, it's gonna go times ten. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm very good at giving that yeah. affection. Very not so good at receiving it. Yeah. And here's a, and here's the other here's the other side of the coin with like police work and other friendships. Hey, some of those dudes are fucking assholes, man. And if you did do something wrong, you were fucked. And it wasn't healthy. Right. So a lot of it is just like learning how to coexist in healthy relationships, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that's a whole other podcast of just mm-hmm. like, yeah, learning how to exist in a healthy relationship where you don't have to have those inhibitions or those walls and you can receive forgiveness. And then you start realizing like you're causing more of the problem than you realize. And, and by just some of your behavior and yeah. And having, having that same forgiveness for yourself, you know, and like, and looking at myself the same way I look at Elijah to where Mm -hmm. learning, like if I, if I do fuck something up or if I don't do something, I said, told myself that I was going to do. Yeah. Hey, we don't even talk about putting your toys away for 30 fucking minutes. Just put the toys away, yeah. you know, and then, okay, you know, and then put the, <laughs> put the fucking toys away, yeah. you know, like, yeah. um, but then, hey, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're slipping and all this other shit like it could, right? But chances are. And I'm glad you mentioned forgiving of yourself because here's the deal. You're not always going to get forgiveness from others. You are going to get scrutinized. There are mm-hmm. a bunch of people around you or in your future that are not going to be healthy. And you got to learn how to navigate that. But the bottom line is if you really start understanding that concept or what I think, how I should understand the concept of like, you're good enough for you. There will be forgiveness in there. Mm-hmm. There will be moving forward and getting past things and becoming better. Like, hey, I didn't like that about myself. So, okay, forgive it. But if you, the only way you can truly forgive yourself is because you know, you're going to move forward and you move forward and you, you try your best not to make that mistake mm-hmm. again. And, if you can be good in your own atmosphere, you'll navigate relationships appropriately and the ones that should be around, you will yeah. keep around. You'll know how to behave and coexist in those healthy relationships. You won't self-sabotage it, you know, and the ones that, that aren't quite best for you, you'll kind of like see them for what they are. You'll see what they're projecting onto you and you'll you'll resonate with that because you've been there before and, and you will sympathize with that, yet you will also understand that, that you have no control nor should you need to do anything to feed into that influence. And you'll just keep that to the wayside and you'll navigate your relationships a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. But special shout out, man, to you. A lot of questions today. You know, Eli, special shout out to you. Um, Mike Long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool guy, man. Like uh, I've, I've, um, he's been a sounding board for me with some Mm -hmm. things and been a great, great friendship that we've brewed and stud, but just appreciate the time that he's given me, you know, um, Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Gavin, I appreciate you, bro. You've been you've been a, a, a super important um, person to me. You probably won't listen to this, but I will send this to you, <laughs> and I will expect some reinforcement from you. Okay? <laughs> kidding, and um, not kidding, no, I'm kidding. He's gonna replay back like just as and, a uh, test. He's gonna go, okay, yeah. And and Tosh, man, um, it was good to see him the other night, and um, 
man, we grew a lot. And it's just the, the things I was able to absorb and take in from that. And just the, uh, recognition of mistakes that I've made, but then, you know, I've gotten the same thing from you before. We're like, you know, we like, you just butt heads or made mistakes. And then it's like, Hey man, I love you, bro. And then the person yeah, is like, yeah. I love you too, dude. Yeah, and they yeah. just give you a big hug. It's like, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, I'll say this. I had, it's been a lot easier to have a little bit more forgiveness of myself when I, when it's been initiated and I've received it from somebody very close to me, like you, mm-hmm. like Tosh, where it's like, maybe I don't even know what that means, you know, but mm-hmm. then like when you receive it from someone, it, it like opens your eyes to it and it gives you permission like, to have forgiveness that, like, for yourself. Oh, that's what that feels like. Yeah. And it's not you know? selfish to do yeah. that. And like, so just special shout out to a couple of close friends today and just, you know, just growth and, and maturity and composure and, and some things that I feel like I'm, I'm growing into, you know, like. You can't get anywhere by yourself. I promise you that. And yeah, like, that's, that's for sure. It's a physical form. We talk a lot about that, like within the Marines and mm-hmm. and training for deployments and what that looks like. And we got to band together and like, or, you know, like in business, like, but emotionally, I feel like I would not be where I'm at and I would not, I would not be on the path that I'm headed toward mm-hmm. without a lot of influence from you, from you gentlemen, you know, and like, that's cool, man. I think guys need Dude, I'm in love with you guys. Dude, right? Same, like, bro, same. You know, like, um, well, and all flavors are needed. It's this fucking soup. You know yeah. what I mean? To where, man, too much fucking peppers, too much pepper, yeah. too much paprika. Fuck, I'll to fuck it up too. You know? <laughs> all right. So if all, you're all making soup, together. you're making soup. So what are you in the soup? What <laughs> yeah, is Tosh? Right. What is Gavin? What is Mike? You gotta like, what is it? Gavin has to be the sausage because he's Italian. So we're having <laughs> we're having sausage soup, right? Couldn't get any more weird than that. Man, if I could be like some beef stock, <laughs> just keep, make me some beef stock. That'd make me so happy. But you're, you're, you've got the hippie side to you, so I feel like you could be like paprika or like a flowery. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I mean, I'm too bland. I'm not of spice. I'm too bland to be you, spicy. You're not though. But but you're, that's the thing. You're soft spoken. It, you're more substance. internal. It's that's why when you're a good stock, it's like. Hey, you're not too much uh, of anything, but it's it's the substance of the it's a substance, you know. Like, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I'm probably a Gavin sausage for sure. I'm not salt. Salt, you like sprinkle you're salt. The motherfucking spice rack, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like it's just like hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like if we were on sausage like party, if we were pepper. all in that movie, yeah. I'm the hot sauce about to jump into the soup. Yeah. Like, hey, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. we don't need too much. Of that. Like, hey, <laughs> all right, everyone. Will's jumping in the soup. Like, Will's just gonna t- t- add a ton of fucking water to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to water that shit down. Oh my god. No, man, it's cool, but you know, like, it is cool to Maybe like. Yeah, I'm a potato. I'm not the whole substance. I might be a potato. Are you still talking about yeah. you? <laughs> You're that quiet, pretentious motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been scared of. <laughs> no, man, I just um, just being in love with dudes like that's a. Man, if Joe Rogan said that, that'd be a snippet passed across the country, right? Yeah, but like, I know, right? I'm not. But it's like just being able to say, like, oh, I love that guy, or like, man, I love mm-hmm. you guys, and just being like, and just being able to have that relationship with you guys, and you know, being being grateful for the influence that I get from you guys, and having some self respect to say that like it's warranted or whatever that looks like, you know, like that I'm I'm worthy of being of receiving that, you know, and it's just cool. You know, I, I wish or I hope that there's more for that for guys. And I hope, man, even if you don't have that, having to listen to this podcast helps you guys seek good relationships out there. But super mm-hmm. thankful for the guys that I've mentioned. And there, yeah. there's more out there. But, like, those are the ones that have, like, the most 
impact on me and well and, and one thing about you bro like that i do want to mention to people who may be listening to this because i know a lot of people listen to this and like ah i just don't have what like you and will have or oh like man will just talks about having these guys i would just love to have those guys here's the thing like there's this trait about you where you're just a fucking guy man to where it's like you're picking up the fucking phone mm-hmm. you're you're getting people to get you're such a function a fucking like action driver even with friendships of like, hey, bro, I'm coming to your goddamn house whether you like it or not, man. I'm fucking coming <laughs> over, you know, and it's like uh, you're just that person. So for people like the friends that I have, we wouldn't be they wouldn't be my fucking friends. Yeah. If it weren't for you being the glue for everybody. So for people listening, if you don't have these relationships, yep. be that person. It takes somebody to be the one to pick up the phone. It takes somebody to be like, Hey motherfucker, you canceled on me the past three times. You're hanging out with me. Yeah. And you know, I want to mention one more guy, Scott Leffert. Yeah. I don't want to leave him out because him and I have a unique relationship, man. Like he had been burned by some friends before in the real estate business. I had like been coming out of like the fitness world and police world where like some friendships were kind of burned and just weren't healthy. We both had like some of that fear and inhibition and, him and I leaned on each other when I first got to real estate. He was also new in the lending world, and he was my preferred lender, and would go to buyer appraisals. I mean, we just grinded. Long story mm-hmm. short here, like, we just grinded together. But we butted heads a couple times, and it was all fear-based. It was all him being scared of, like, am I am I really this loyal? Am I really this person I'm going to be with in business? And, you know, I kind of had a little bit of the same, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, but we— we trusted each other enough to be a little bit vulnerable and like speak to some of our fears before it ruined a friendship slash business partnership. And, you know, very rarely can like both people have the same fear and butt heads with it and like work through that. Usually it's like, if I'm fearful of one of you, you guys are stable and at mm-hmm. least in that lane mm-hmm. and are able to like absorb that, you know, and, and be the patient, be the stable person inside of that conflict or whatever. And, him and I both had something very similar, but leaned on each other with business and man, like it, and I introduced him to you and, and we've all grown and patience, really well. man. You yeah, guys we, have a lot of patience with each other. Yeah. And like, man, just adding you to the mix was really cool because then you get to kind of speak to both of us for both of us. Mm-hmm. And that's been a great contribution to Scott and I's friendship and, you know, but just shout out to him, man, because yeah. he's, you know, him and I and you, you know, from the ground up and like him leaning on us, leaning on each other and being okay to be a little bit more vulnerable. I think that shows your care. If you can talk about your vulnerabilities there, like you, it it shows your care and your investment in a friendship that you're willing to go there because it's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, to be there sometimes, but you know, special guy. I know he works hard and we appreciate him and he's, he's super good looking. That pisses me off. Other than that, (laughs) other than that, you know, like good guy, but all of you guys, all of you guys in your own rights have just been influential, you know, for me and especially from like an emotional and a spiritual and a, behavioral, whatever word you can oh, throw bro, in. Oh, bro, and you've impacted every single one of us, and all of us are literally different people than before we met you. In some form or fashion, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%, man. No, man, I appreciate that. So shout out to, yeah. man, hey, no disrespect to the females that listen, there's probably two of you, but listen, man, shout out to just dudes loving on That's each right. other and being That's okay right. to tell each other they love you and and giving hugs and forgiveness and, and making each other better and you know, and hey, if you've received that from some folks, make sure you you do everything you can to like mm-hmm. make sure that their forgiveness or their investment in you doesn't go on. Um, just tell them thank you. Scene. Yeah, just 100%. tell them thank you. That and just be better, way. but just also be better. Also for be it, better. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, be happy. All right, brother. Day one dollar zero. Out. <laughs>
We got it that time. It was good. I had to like step over you with that. Because you do like, zero <laughs> out. I'm like, oh, shit. Hot mic. Hot mic. <laughs> Day one dollar zero. Out. Out. 